return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Hey everybody, this is Josh Martin. And I'm Marty Hyde. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Tattoos and Jesus podcast. I am very happy to be here. Here at TNJ, we seek to blend the righteous with the ridiculous. Please explain. We discuss coffee, counseling, Christianity, and whatever else crosses our mind. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, let's go. Hello? Welcome back. This is Marty Hyde. Oh no, Josh, sorry. This is Josh and Marty. I was trying to do like a slow... I don't calming, even think you're going to be able to hear it. A calming intro this week. That was not, that was creepy. Hey, this is Josh, and I'm sitting here with Marty. Who is that? Who's that late night guy that had a syndicated radio show? Oh, what was his name? He always played like some real smooth soft rock. Bill Moore? Bill no. <laughs> no, he has a creepy voice. This guy just had this really, oh, what is it? Hey, you, everybody. Welcome back to another late night, slow-moving rock and roll. Anyway, this is the most unenergetic intro to a show we've ever done. Well, I was trying to see if it changes the vibe. Like, if I did you, is a vibe kill slow, calming. Like, maybe we can make no. it on the calm app. vibe the calm app. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Everybody's going to be streaming. Listen to Josh and Marty's Country, Tattoos and Jesus Country, as you go to sleep backwoods, tonight. Backwoods mindfulness. No. Um, I was about to say. You had a story to tell. No, I was going to I was going to ask you something. It left my mind. It'll circle back around on the ADD train. Get, yeah, if I ever get mad. I think honestly, now that, you know, this is random, but the other day I had nothing but caffeine with nothing to eat, and I felt great. I bet. I felt focused. Like, the detailing <clears throat> on my yard work was on, on point. Because so you I had a bunch focus. of caffeine, and you went outside and did yard work. Yeah, like, I could focus. Like, usually when I weed eat, I get so, like... You're, like, spelling words out there? <laughs> yeah. No, usually when I weed eat, I just try to, like, hurry up and get it done because yeah. it's so detail-oriented. It's, like... Painful. But now, like, Saturday... I was like making sure it was lined and edged and like I did maybe I did Sarah proud of you. It looked good. Um story. You were gonna tell me a story. So oh, I was thinking this 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 past weekend. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played a game with yourself? Have I ever played a game with myself? Like you so what I thought about I did this this past weekend. This is a G rated podcast. Thought. <laughs> I need to ask Marty this question. And then I was like, uh, I'll wait for the podcast. Well, that was two weeks ago. If you texted me out of nowhere and said, have you ever played a game with yourself? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been the best, I'm sure. But it's like what mentally you, you start you start kind of like creating scenarios or situations or games or rewards or punishments. Like as a kid, it was all like by yourself. Step on a crack, break, break your mama's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like ingrained, like you try not to step on a crack. Or your mom's back is breaking. So, mm-hmm. like, do you do that as an adult? This is like, is this like, do you have the adult version of the floor is lava? Right, exactly. I still play that to myself. <laughs> I can't tell if you're serious or not. No, I'm, I'm being serious. The floor is lava? Like, if I'm going to the kitchen, we have certain spots that I think. Designated as land road. or what? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it, it just is there makes what? Okay, hold fun. This is intriguing because right now I'm picturing you hopscotching through your house with Lysol because you're supposed to be cleaning, but now you're playing a game and you're home alone. Uh, or Sarah walks in and you have a lampshade on your head and you're squatted in the corner and you're like, shh, the pterodactyl's about to get me. No. Now that we're talking about it, <laughs> now that I'm talking out loud and hearing you reflect my story now. <laughs> I think it's just a way 
to make my ADD work now that I think about it. Because it's usually tasks I don't really want to do. So you have to make them fun. Yeah. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm just walking through the house and I'm like, I got three seconds to bang it to the fridge or my leg's going to break. <laughs> like, you've never played games like that, though, with yourself? Like, just I randomly? I don't remember one. Like, I when I was younger, I'd had a Nerf basketball goal and I set a timer and I was like, all right, I got to score 30 points in a minute. Yeah. I got to hit five shots in a minute or... I'm n- I'm never going to amount to anything in life. Like it probably wasn't that deep. But so like, I I actually played that game once. Okay. At Chuck E. Cheese, and it gave me tickets. Oh, uh, first of all, I had the <clears throat> I had the goal that kept yeah. track. Oh, that, you could count. Yeah, and it that's, was roll back to you. That's cute. Yeah, it was cool. <clears throat> um, I okay. The closest. This doesn't even really count. Really, I, is so I played basketball, and I remember. This is so weird that I remember this. But in fifth grade, it was like going into fifth grade. It was that year, because it's when I moved to South Carolina, I mean, to North Carolina. It was during that time. I think my basketball coach challenged us to shoot. I, I want to say it was like 200 shots a day. He challenged us to shoot 200 basketball shots a day. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I weirdly remember this. And I converted it to 200 makes a day. And so every day I would go out there. I think it was 200. It might have been 100. I don't know. Freaking fourth grade. Um, and I would play like it had to be that. But then I also would convert it to a certain type of make, especially when you're down to the last few. Like it had to be like perfect swooshes. Or I had to do a trick shot that hit perfectly, then I could go inside. Yeah. Like Did I would you ever put yourself these. in a game scenario? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, there's three seconds on the left on the clock. Marty's mm-hmm. got the it's hook like, shot. Boom, boom, yeah. pivot, pop, swish. Yeah, it's the same thing. Same kind of mindset. It is a little bit. Same um, kind of mindset. Except I don't. You don't do it now? I I mean, my skill set would have benefited me in a basketball game in which I played. Your skill set will uh, only benefit you if, the if you land long. on a reality TV show. Uh, do, you, uh, do you remember? Uh, are you too young for Legends of the Hidden Temple? I know what you're talking about. Because what I'm hearing is that you were actively preparing to participate in Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, or there was there was The Floor is Lava, an adult rea- like game show on uh, Netflix, I think. That would be fun. Like in the last couple of years. And then you like jumped around to stuff. You can't tell me you don't do a sometime. Like I, randomly. I will now. Sometimes. I will now. Like, the close well, the closest thing is freaking that. Which yeah, you made when you fun cleared of me, the building, I cleared yeah. the building and pretended like I was a cop in an empty yeah. building. Okay, so that you, you had, mine was you know, cooler. You pretended like you were in this entire building by yourself. Yeah, and you pretended, I pretended like there was a criminal. Yes, and I just like roved around with my hands up. Yeah, like pow, 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 clearing the building. What is that? That is immaturity. I don't think so though. It's like a creative vibe like a is it like a story alleged judgy narrative that view myself at? it's like a story narrative aspect of ourselves because you're like doing a scenario in your mind yeah. where you know you're acting it out like i feel like that's that's all right so here's something here's like my like super deep meaning really quickly there's all kinds of research about how like um have you ever seen like the jokes or memes or whatever about what um suburban dads, suburban men, Mm-mm. how they like lack. It's like um what was that movie with Billy Crystal in the nineties where they go on this wild west adventure? Frick. Jurassic Park. It's um everybody that's listening that's over like thirty five is gonna know what I'm talking about. It's Billy 
Chris, there's some other people. Uh, Billy Chris. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, awkward. Anyway, um, Billy Crystal. Billy Just the Crystal. name itself will probably throw everybody back to the. Anyway, yeah, maybe it's like I keep wanting to say Blazing Saddles. It's not that movie. No. Anyway, it's like they go on this trip. It's like Wild Hogs. That's a newer version. You remember Wild Hogs with Tim Allen? Yeah. They went on this motorcycle ride. It was this whole idea of a bunch of suburban men that lacked adventure in their life, and they cr- cr- went on this wild adventure. And it was nuts, but it made them feel alive. So I do think that somewhere deep inside of us, right? is ingrained this desire for, like, adventure, thrill, uh, risk-taking, and fun. Feeling alive, you know? Like, that's why people race cars. That's why people play athletic events. That's why people gamble, do adventures, jump out of planes. Yeah. Like, I think there's this inner desire for, like, thrill that ignites people. And, like, Mm. the life of most men, and maybe women too, I can't I've never been a woman, but... The, the the average life that we now live lacks a lot of that. Like we're not. It makes us feel important. You know, yeah, it makes me feel I'm conquering something. Like yeah. uh, I'm getting it done. I'm yeah. cutting down a tree and I'm making a house. It makes everything feel important. Yeah. Or feel like it's got meaning. Yeah. Whereas me walking to the kitchen probably has no meaning unless the floor is lava. That's right. And I get to safety but have you ever done like the opposite so this is a i actually had a conversation earlier today with a patient and i think i've referenced this before on the show kind of the opposite of like daydreaming about getting away with stuff like murder (laughs) wow i just jump off the deep end there yeah you're trying to avoid the lava i'm throwing people into it apparently okay like have you ever thought about like daydreamed about committing crimes my because my mom i used to come up with random crap and my mom would be like, I don't know why you're thinking about this. <laughs> like, why is this in your mind at all? And she's like, your mind always goes to how to get away with stuff. Yeah. Do you ever? Is, no, I, I will say there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've done it before for sure. Like, not, it could be murder. It could be like a bank robbery. It could yeah. be like a like, high-speed chase. Like, I have detailed plans in my head. About I have can I add a clarifier? I have yes. no intention of doing anything I'm about to talk about. Yeah, because any anybody no, who's listening, if you're listening, that's a counselor. Is you are free to come search my home. You are free to come investigate me. Marty Hyde has not committed any of the crimes he's discussing today. Um, now tomorrow might be a different, but mm. like pick, just in general, pick yeah. a crime, and I have a detailed account of what I think would be an effective plan. Robbery. Robbery, bank robbery. Yeah. All right. Here's my. Here's. I'm the not key. picking murder because that would just get. I weird. got one for murder too. So we're not, we're not going through that. We're I know how to be an effective robber. serial killer. All right. Here's the <laughs> bank robbery. Here's the. Key. This is my last podcast. Here's. The <laughs> I don't know how you thought this would end for us, but I think I found out how it's going well, to. It's, <laughs> it's just the confidence and the smile behind the statements, <laughs> like this scary. It's like. Oh, yeah, I've got a detailed plan of how to get away of being okay. a serial here's, killer. But here's the kicker is you don't know what you don't know. I mean, that's true. And so you might be a professional bank robber listening to this or law enforcement be like, Marty, you're missing this key thing. And you want it them to reach the out whole, to you. Reach out to me personally. Yeah. Lars23 on com, <laughs> And clarify my – because here's the thing. This is what I used to tell people. I was a full-time drug and alcohol counselor for five years. I met a lot of failures. Right, everyone I met was a failure, a failed drug user or a failed drug dealer. So I learned all of the ways to fail. And they used to tell me, "Man, if I just wouldn't have done this, just would." So I've got this idea. So here's the key: 
first of all, here's the there's one variable in committing crimes that nobody can account for. One variable, I have it down pat, and that is how you will manage greed when it attacks you. You have to be committing the crime when greed, the desire for more, hits you. Because that's, I think that's the well, the number one thing is to be able to follow the rules. Walk away when you're supposed to walk away. But greed always makes people stay 30 seconds longer, make one more trip back, try to get away with it one more time. And that's when they get busted. The desire for more gets them. And so with bank robbery, first of all, you have to know this is how long I have to get in and get out. And even if you've got $100,000 laying there and you're like, but it would just be 20 more seconds. I can just sweep it in. If I could just, it's just 20 cents, it's $100,000 or a half million dollars. No, when the timer goes off, you walk out of the building no matter what. So this is how it has to work. You need to go to a rural bank. Oh, a rural oh, bank. Wow, we got right because don't name any bank, but yeah, like yeah, because typically there is like a five to ten minute response time by law enforcement depending on their routes and also during switch, like when it's a shift switch. So you have to have a basic understanding of the law enforcement procedures in that area, but you can probably have a five to ten minute window. So this is my theory is you do it in a rural location that has um, like forests that has a trail like a bike trail or something that because you gotta think like everybody's gonna know what i'm talking about like there's places that you have multiple roads but there's forests that connect those roads of course and if you could just skip over you get to a road that if by driving it takes you maybe 15 or 20 minutes to get back to that same location but if you could just go through the forest you can get there in like two minutes Okay. And so here's the key. Find a road with a bank on it that has forests or some type of natural area that has like bike routes or routes that a car can't go down, but like a dirt bike could. <clears throat> and so you get I just it. I can't wait to reiterate this picture on, but go ahead. And so you get a dirt bike. And so what you do is you go in there, you rob the bank, you got five minutes in out, you jump on the a dirt bike and you take off. Well, as soon as you take off, <clears throat> you Within you, then you give yourself another, say, three minutes. Because the truth is, if they can get a helicopter up, you're screwed. So you have to be able to disappear before they have time to launch a helicopter. So you probably need to know how long does it take them to get a helicopter in place. And if it's, say, 20 minutes, then you've got a 15-minute timer to give yourself a cushion to say, okay, from the time it's called in and the time they know I'm running, I've got 15 minutes before there's a chopper on me. Once the chopper's on me, I'm screwed. And so... All it is is you get on the dirt bike, you go flying. I say all it is as if it's so simple. You know, if it's this smart, people would be doing it. Clearly, there's errors in my thinking. But you take the dirt bike, and then you hit that dirt path. And so you then cut over to the other side of the woods where there is a waiting vehicle that nobody knows about, right? Of course, there's, again, there's other things here. Like, how about just other traffic on this random road that might see you pop out? And then they're going to tell the cops, yeah, well, he dumped the bike and he got into this vehicle. So, like, there's other variables present here. I understand that. But if there was a way that you could just park this vehicle, so then you don't even have to keep the dirt bike. Dump it. Like, let it be a stolen dirt bike. I don't care. Or let it be a box truck. You just drive up in the back of the box truck and drop it. So that then you just get in the vehicle and you drive off. So then by the time the cops get around to that spot, you're gone. But you have to be able to get at least like five, ten minutes ahead of the cops. And the shortest way is a shortcut. And the shortcut that a cop car or a cop vehicle can't go on. So in my head, it's a dirt bike trail. Right, and then so you get in the vehicle, and drive merge off. into traffic, drive into the highway, and cruise on. And you have to do it like 
away. Like, we're in South Carolina. I'm not going up into North Carolina and committing this crime. I'm driving to, like, freaking Illinois. Okay. <clears throat> That's my plan. That's So? Again, I've never done this, and I have no plans on doing it. If it happens, it was not me, but they might have been inspired. My In my mind, I have you stealing about $50,000 that you can fit in your backpack. Yes. To hop on your dirt bike in Yosemite, where at the forest... <laughs> And driving through the forest in a dirt bike trail to an abandoned car in hopes that the cops don't come that way to the bank, but come the other direction. Yeah. And then you just merge into traffic casually and come back to South Carolina. Will you have a mask on? Oh, yeah. So you're walking in the bank with I'm a mask I'm Richard on. Nixon. With a mask on, you're walking in the bank. Yeah. In my mind, I'm seeing this play out. You put your mask on, and as soon as you walk in the bank, you get. <laughs> what you don't realize is there's, there's a security guard behind the door, and then you're going to jail, and you're like, man. Be like, I had this. I almost had it. <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen to my dirt bike. <laughs> How many people do you think was like only one step away? Really? I know. That's, it's that's, like, a, that's a good uh, one step. One step away. <clears throat> or how many people have got away with it? Yeah. I feel like it's not... If you had to guess percentage-wise, what what do you feel like is the percentage of people actually getting away Here's, with crimes? I've thought, thought about this. Here's the struggle. They never... Unless you're like reading the America's Most Wanted list, you never hear about the crimes they pulled off, that people pull off. Like, there's no TV shows. Right? There's a TV show called I Almost Got Away With It. And it talks about those people that were just like two steps away, kind of, you know, one bad decision, got them. But there's no TV shows that's like, here's the good ones. Here's the successful criminals that got away with it. But you know they're out there. Here's, because here's my, again, it goes back to the rule of life. Nobody knows how, like everybody knows, everybody knows that greed is normally what gets people. Because they get greedy, and so they don't follow precautions. They try the same thing twice and get caught. They become predictable. Um, they try to do too much, and it becomes obvious. Like, because it, it, it comes back to greed. They're trying to, you know, get away with it. But you can't, and everybody knows that. And they all think, well, I wouldn't do that. We'll just do this. But nobody actually knows how they would handle that moment until they're in it. And then it's too late. Yeah. Then it's too late because once it gets a hold of you, you just, you got to ride that thing out. Because I, I was talking to a state trooper one time and he's like, trafficking drugs across the country is not hard. He said, how many times have you gotten pulled over for, and searched? Zero. People drive all over the country all the time and they never get searched. And yet people get pulled over and they find out they're dr smuggling drugs pretty consistently. Why? Same thing. They become lazy, repetitive. They don't just do one run. They get too comfortable. They try to get too much. They want to go back for more. And all of a sudden they get busted. He said, but if all you did was, so let's say, drive to the Mexican border or drive down to Florida and you got one load of drugs, you drove it back and dropped it off, you made your 50 grand, you made your 100 grand, and you never went back for more, he said, you'd probably get away with it. But people always want, because if it's that easy, on one weekend, I drove down to South Florida, picked up a load of whatever, Brought it back, dropped it off. Thanks, guys. I'm going to take my 50 grand. I'm going to go home. And then we think, man, that was too easy. If I just did it once a month, by the end of the year, I got a few hundred thousand dollars. I'm set. Greed. Or they're forced to. Because once you're in, I'm going in a whole different TV show direction. Once you're in, you, they ain't letting it's them only out. in a box, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, because once you experience it, it's like 
we can't let this guy just do one run. Right. Like he knows too much. Or or you think about like when I was thinking when you mentioned alcohol and drugs, the thrill of it attracts people. Like the thrill, like could you imagine you just had this whole plan? Mm-hmm. We're, go, we're going back to this, we're going out we're going back to dirt bike Yosemite Mall now. Okay. You stole two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. You put it in your backpack. You go outside. You hit your dirt bike trail. You get in your car. You're driving, and all of a sudden, three hours later, you're on the way back to South Carolina. The feeling of accomplishing that and the thrill of doing it, I feel like would almost be more attractive than the 250. In that moment, you feel like you're God on top of the world. Yeah. You you outsmarted the system. Right. Because I think that's the other thing is not only does greed kick you back for more, but the thrill does. And also, in that situation, you can't keep your mouth shut. You're telling somebody. And then that person's going to tell something. And that person's going to tell something. Because that's the other way people get busted. They get away with it. But they either can't keep their mouth shut or they start flexing this random amount of cash that they just got and somebody gets suspicious. I feel like it would have been so easy to get away with stuff back in the Yeah, I know. you didn't have technology. You didn't have phones. Like nowadays, you can't even drive down the highway without their... There's detectors that are scanning your license plate. Yeah. Or your phone is tracking your location Mm -hmm. at any point, anytime, anywhere. Or you got the COVID shot and the tracker's inside of it. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I see what you did there. I'm just, but like you can't, so like back in the day, before phones, before technology, like Wild Wild West, like it's it's kind of, I, I think about this sometimes. I, I have no idea what's just going on. Just pull the handkerchief up on your nose. With a gun. Hit the train car. All these famous like bank robbers, it's like, they weren't really that smart. They just had the guts to do it. Like, yeah. I mean, some of them were probably pretty smart, but go into a bank, hold a gun up, Get the money and then go away and hopefully nobody knows who you are because you can't be. Tra- yeah. What's that movie with Johnny Depp where he does that? He's a famous one. All right. So let me. Here's the deeper question. Right. I'm not trying to just glorify. Evil. I mean, there's attractive. Though. Oh yeah, it's attractive. It's just not good. Why do people want? Uh. Well, how did I phrase this earlier? My head doesn't feel clear. Um. Why do people always think that they can get away with it? That they're above the law. You know, like I said earlier, we look around every day. Like an easy an easy example of this is substance like you reference. Is we know, you know, there's whole jokes about being the guy in the gutter, right? The drug user in the gutter, waking up in your own vomit, all of these things. How many people that have woken up in their own vomit had the goal of doing that? Like how many people when they were a kid said, you know, hey, little Johnny, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a drunk. You know, I want to be a crackhead. All right. And so no one ever thinks they'll be the person in the gutter, but every day somebody new wakes up in the gutter. And all of those people, before they ever got to the gutter, thought, thought not me. It won't be me. Yeah, I would never want to be that guy. I'm the, I'm the exception to the rule. And so, but nonetheless, every day it happens. Addiction spares no one yeah. who allows themselves down that path. And so whether it be criminal behavior, uh, immoral behavior, unethical behavior, illegal behavior, substance-using behavior, it has an almost perfect tracker of if you take advantage of it, it will take advantage of you. And yet we still like to think, but I could do it different. And I, what is it about us that, that makes that attractive? And by us, I mean humanity. Oh, that's a good question. I, I mean, there's a couple things bouncing around, but I don't, I don't know that it's it. Like... What do you think the motivating force is? Ego, pride, 
Like what? What's the flaw? Ignorance, probably. Like not understand. What I land on, I guess, in the moment is not having an accurate self perspective, which is I'm not as good as I think. I am. Which probably goes back to maybe being prideful. Probably goes back to maybe having to eat. But also just being ignorant to the fact that we are just as likely. But I don't know where that comes from. Like, I don't know if that's upbringing. I don't know if that's culture. I don't know if that's... Well, I think there's two sides. I think you're right. I'm not as good as I think I am. But I think the other side of that is I'm capable of worse things than I think. Yeah. Like, I'm not as good as I think I am. And I'm capable of worse than I give myself credit for. Which is scary. We're like two decisions away from being anybody, good or bad. So what's the worst version of you? What are you? I'm just kidding. I don't, don't make answer that, that question. I don't make that final jump. And the what's lava the worst gives sin me. that you're tempted with? Robbing a bank in <laughs> Yosemite a, with a dart a bike. <laughs> um, <sighs> but, I mean, honestly, like you could – one decision, which is also another scary thing, is like one decision can change your whole life. I mean, I guess one way or another, but – Have you ever felt like you were in one of those situations where you were like, that could – like, I'm glad that did not happen as it could have. Or I'd have been screwed. Yeah, there's been a few. There's been a few. I mean, that where it panned out and it was, it could have mm-hmm. altered my life. Like one of the questions, and I think I've said this on the podcast, it's been a while, that I want to ask God are like, what's the closest danger? What's the, what's the worst danger that I was the closest to but never aware of? And so like a modified version of that would have been, God, what, what is the closest I was to ruining it all? And you protected yeah. from myself. You know, because we don't always even because I think we like to think of our actions in the context that we understand. Them. And so what I mean by that is if I'm mad, I understand that I'm mad. We we try to determine the outcome of a situation based on our experience in that situation. What we don't take into account is how are the other people going to react in that situation that could escalate or deescalate it. Right. So like if I got mad and I walk into a. Or actually, it happened to me today. Here's an example. I was tempted to be a full Karen. So, hey, listen, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you the restaurant. You're going to understand immediately. Clock. The clock. You knew it. I pull up to the clock and I'm like, I I want a calabash chicken wrap. And I said, and the uh, the dipping sauce that comes on the side is just like honey mustard, but it doesn't really taste like honey mustard. So I like it. Mm. I said, the honey mustard that comes on the side, I said, I want extra. So I pull up. I'm there for 15 minutes. Have already paid. Overpaid for this. Mm. The girl comes back and she goes, can you please pull it around the building and we'll bring it out to you? So I wait 20 minutes total on this Calabash chicken wrap and fries. And what was even worse is when I pulled around the building, there was no spots available. They were pretty busy. So I have to park at like the end of the parking lot. So she has to walk out, bring it all the way down. She brings it to me. She was nice. She was a sweet girl. She's like, here you go. I'm like, all right, thanks. She goes inside. She was, she was very nice. I get back to the office, crank that bad boy open. Not only do I not have extra. You don't have any. I don't have any. That's right. Any. But honestly, you saved the day. Why's that? Because do you know what you left when you left the office? <clears throat> Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Oh, did I? Hey. And, unless I did. No, I think you. And so I just dipped it in Sweet Baby Ray's. Okay. <clears throat> but in that moment, I was furious. I was like, who wants to eat a dry wrap with dry fries? You got to have some sauce. Yeah, especially. I mean, the clock does have good sauce. <clears throat> I know that I'm not going to kill anybody at the clock. But I don't know what kind of day they've had. Like, I could have went up in there and just start raising cane. You idiot. Yeah. I waited for 20 minutes on a freaking wrap. Asked and was verbally clarified to get double saw. Where's my freaking... Somebody there may have wanted to out-carrying me and been having a really bad day. Yeah. And absolutely lost their... But people do that. Exactly. 
It happens. That's the that's the point. Is it happens because this is not unheard of, right? Like play this out. I go in there and say it's that girl or or somebody else is working there, and I'm like, you freaking idiot. I, where's my sauce? I wait for 20 minutes, right? So I'm being a jerk. I get that. But that could have happened, right? Yeah. I go in there. What I don't know is this girl's boyfriend is sitting there eating because he comes in every day to spend time with his girl while she's working and he's eating. And he sees me and he gets up and he says, you're not going to talk to her that way. And I turn around and say, shut up. This is none of your business that they can't serve people. And it just escalates to the point yeah. that all of a sudden we're in a physical altercation. That is not a ridiculous thing. Right. I think about that in, in the sense of like road rage. Mm-hmm. Like you hear people yes. like getting upset, <clears throat> getting cut off. You have two two choices. Yeah. Respond by coming back at them in some way or just leave it alone. People have come back in some way, flipped them off, they get into an argument, and also somebody gets shot. somebody. Yeah. Off of you being cut off. Mm-hmm. And you, and it could have been, it could have started very innocent. Didn't see you in my blind spot. Didn't like we auto, they automatically think they're after them. Do you think that comes from like some type of like emotional response, some sort, or this create like to like, but like I'm not gonna be taken advantage of, or you're not gonna treat me like this, or or do you think it's just people having a bad day? Like what what what's your thoughts on like it's probably all people? It's probably all those things. I think yeah, I mean I think it's probably all of those things. Like you don't know like. One dude may have just gotten back from the military, and he's struggling with PTSD, and he's just trying to keep his crap together. And then all of a sudden, you honking your horn and screaming at him, and all of a sudden, he's having a reaction, right? And so he's escalating the situation because he's reacting, right? Another time, it may be, you know, maybe some, you know, maybe this woman's driving down the road, and her husband had just died, and she's distraught, and she's really upset, and all of a sudden, somebody's screaming at her. And she's like, I'm not taking this today. My day's, you know, been hard enough. Like It's probably, you know, every situation is probably different, right? Or maybe you grew up in you know an area that's pretty rough and resort to violence and so it's like no 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 respect is a big deal like on the street that's not how you treat people if people treat you that way you fix it you know and all of a sudden you're messing with somebody that's operating from a different moral code than you are and it's about to you know go down it's hardly ever personal yeah almost never it's reaction yeah like we take it personal and whatever's happening like they forgot your sauce you took it personally Mm -hmm. because that's what you wanted but it wasn't personal. Yeah. Like, they could care less about me. Yeah. It could have been they, they just... They could care less about, apparently, their job. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, and so, yeah, that's a good point. Like, it's, it's we take it personally, even though it's not personal. But on the flip side, how often, when we're the ones in a bad mood, do we start taking it out on people as if it's personal to them? Right. Because the flip side can be true. That we'll take, a, like, offense is taken when it wasn't intentional, when really all it is is... It's deflection. I need a punching bag because I'm ticked off. And you just happen to step into the ring. Now, I'm going to start taking swings on you for a crime you haven't committed. Yeah. I don't know where how this involves the first question we asked. I think it's just a thought that just kind of ran to different other things. So, but the, but the, the, I guess the solution, the point, the whatever, the takeaway is think before you act. But no, in, in all seriousness, they're like... Emotions get the best of us, and acting emotionally usually doesn't end up well. Because emotion, if you're acting emotionally, most of the time it could be. I mean, but most emotions of the time are good as long as it's like they're they're following the rules. But I think you're right because emotions will always lead us to act stronger than we would otherwise, despite the evidence to mm-hmm. the contrary. Like you ever got really pissed off? 
Like, there's times I just, like, that button gets pushed and I'm mad, mm-hmm. right? I'm a pretty calm, cool dude, chill most of the time. But that button gets pushed, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I'm ready to go to prison today. Let's go. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, Marty, what are you thinking? Yeah. Logic's out the window. Like, what yeah. are you thinking? Reason's out the window. But to, so to circle all the way back around to, you know, why do people think they're the exception? I, I think there's a spiritual component here. Like, does that go back to, like, the Garden of Eden? Right? Like, does it go back to, like, is that part of this core kind of idea of, like, Satan whispering to humanity? You were told the rule. Do you think that, yeah. you know, because we like to think there. we're in control. Even though in a rational day we realize most of life is outside of our control. We have very little that we control. We like to think that we're in control and that we will make the best decisions and we're smarter than other people. But then part of the spiritual component there of that idea of that whispering, I know the rules say this, can push. Well, I guess if you take into consideration that we were created in the image of something that doesn't, I would say there's a, we're created in the image of God. And God is all-knowing, all-powerful. At the top, we're creating his image. We have... Uh, hold on i think you're on something that could be really deep here is some of our bad qualities just the fallen version of god's good quality yeah yeah is that yeah, that's a good way to clarify like our uh, hold on yeah, I, because what I, I wrap my mind around, are some of our bad qualities just the sinful version the broken fallen version of god's perfect quality? I, I think choice you know having choice having free will mm-hmm. creative creativity can be you know, god was creative enough to create the world Great thing. A lot of good music. There's a lot of good art. There's a lot of creative flicks with it's bad. If you yeah. look at the Oppenheimer, he created the nuclear bomb. Creative. It is creative, and it was good for us, but it was not good for whoever was dropped on. So it's like, it can, I think there's aspect. I think that's a good way to some good line. It's a good tweet. It's a good tweet. It's a good X. Whatever's cool. Did they change the name of Twitter? Yeah. It's, it's called X. How do they spell it? Just X? X. Why did he change the name of it? Everything he has is SpaceX. His daughter's name. Tesla? Um, it's not yeah, X. but I think it's corporation. Okay. But, um, yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, we have aspects of God because we were creating his image that we don't handle well. Mm-hmm. But there's times that we do handle it well, and there's times we don't. Like, we have order. We have just justice. We have mm-hmm. laws. We have these things. But then we also have this tendency to break that because we have that so is it feeling. All right, thinking okay. out loud here. Is it fair to say that some of these qualities that we're discussing that are, like, bad, like, you shouldn't be this way, that that is a wrong way to view it as, no, 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 this is a God-given quality that you're using, for, but if you could harness it, it mm-hmm. could actually be a positive in your life. Like, allow God to redeem it, so instead of the sinful version of it, it's the, like, God-inspired version of itself. Right. That it actually, like, because, and I think this is true, like, sometimes when 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 qualities in us are always used in a destructive way, we, we start to believe that the quality is the destruct, is destructive and fail to see, no, there's a redeeming value. That, is that, we're just misusing it, yeah. We're just misusing it. Yeah, I think that's good. Can you that's think off the top of your head of an example? Well, the first thought that I had was uh, the podcast when we had... Um, I mean, I guess it's sometimes, but adolescent independence and adolescence, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's a God-given quality that at the, at a certain age they have this independence in them that they want to. And I, and I always think about what you brought up. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but like that, I want to create or join another tribe. That tribalism aspect, yeah, that yeah. independence aspect, and that looks like rebellion when it's with the parents. But harness right is actually growth and development for the teenager. 
and the parent. Like they're shifting, you know, the four C. Mm-hmm. They're shifting that C role, which makes them a better parent, and the and the adolescent is shifting into more of an independent, moving towards human. adulthood. Yeah, to to prepare them to be an adult, and so it's not good to take independence and call it rebellion and and try to stay mm-hmm. all that stuff. That's what the first thing that kind of came. Because I think of I think we see this with right. So I've been diving into Luke recently. Ooh, yeah, you should read the book. It's I'll, a great book. <laughs> I'm a, so I don't I'm, know that I have that one. I'll yeah. check though. I'm a. It's Who's in, the author? It's in the Gospels. Is that, I think uh, Peter wrote it. Rick Warren. Rick Warren, maybe. Uh, no. Listen, I, I forget. But the whole like, I haven't got this start. I don't even know if this is in, the flipping of the tables. So like, I would say, you know, Jesus, being the Son of God, like he, like he knew like when to push the gas, when to push the brake, with clutch. He knew when to shift. Like he knew how to execute. Right, and so. I think he is someone you can look at in the way that he handled people of he knew when a situation that normally would result in anger when he knew it needed patience. Yeah. Like he knew when he walked into a situation that demanded anger, he knew to have righteous anger. Like he knew where the line was and he knew how to walk right up to it without crossing. Mm-hmm. And then he knew when to back off of that. Right. And yeah. so to me, that's an example of like, and no place in scripture are any of our feelings, emotions, or desires made out to be bad as much as what do we use them for, right? Now, again, there's some, there's some examples, there's some exceptions, right? right. So, yeah. like, if you have, say, pedophilic tendencies, yeah. I'm not going to say, no, those are legitimate. Right. Right? Because right. I, I don't agree with that. Right. Or trauma gener- or aggression. Generally, yeah. generally speaking. The it's natural emotion. Like, because I know a lot of people that struggle with anger. No, they struggle with handling anger well, but what are they? They're passionate people. And when they can use that passion for the betterment of who they are, they're a fierce defender. They're an advocate for the people that they love. That's a beautiful quality. Everybody wants someone that you know, that person has my back. They're my ride or die. Sexual right? drive. They're there for me. can be turned into lust or it can be turned into... I'm sitting beautiful. over here talking about anger, and you go, beautiful. sexual drive. Yeah, I and mean, I'm like, it is. And I'm, <laughs> I didn't and I'm like, to... everybody wants to know they have somebody that has their back. Right. <laughs> that's true. That's my okay. bad. Yes. But you, yeah, I mean, that's, but exa- that's yeah, a great I mean, example. Yeah, anger, sexual drive, you know. Yes. And, and mental health is this way, where a lot of times anxiety and depression and things like these are not. Like something's wrong with you more than your mind and your body telling you that there's something, there's this, this is a warning that something needs to be fixed. Yeah. Like you're not wrong. You just, there's something off that you need help with. We're so committed to still continuing in the unhealthy behavior that, but we don't want the emotion that says something's wrong here. Right. So we want to medicate the emotion so I can still living, keep living how I want to, but not experience the consequences I'm receiving. Right. That's fair. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times in life it's about, you know, because really what it comes down to is balancing what we know and how we feel. And as long as what we feel is, it's like a bridled horse, right? It can be unleashed as long as it's continuing to be guided by the truth, which is the bit, the drive, right? The writer. It's the truth of that moment. It's leading, guiding. And, and so it's like, I don't want to like him up the horse. I want it to be a full expression. I want our emotions to be fully expressed. But within the context of truth. And so I think a lot of times what happens is people fail to have the structure they need to be successful. And so it takes them to dark places, evil, bad, wrong, right? Or they become so 
entrenched in rules and guidelines that they deny the energy that's within. Mm-hmm. And I think God wants both of those to express. Like, mm-hmm. be passionate in the way that you're passionate. Feel. Feel deeply. Feel meaning. Feel in a real way. But within the guidelines of truth that we have. To. Man, being humans. I know it, man. You ought to try being God. It's rough. Because there's so many ways that you- Yeah. Tell me about it. But um, so, it's part of life. Tell me. What what are the final thoughts? I don't even know if we landed on a thing here. I think we went down some... I don't, I, all the final thoughts This is are, like a capillary. It just keeps... This is... Yeah, this is one where... Branching. I think we had a lot of good... I don't know the... I mean, they all sort of tie in together. I mean, I don't think anything... But there... We... We... Yeah... Most important one here is that if you want to commit a crime, I'm open for consultation business. Right. And get a dirt bike. And get a and dirt. find a forest, build yeah. a bank in the middle of the forest, and buy an abandoned car. There you go. Here's all right, this is my last thought on this. I think part of what feeds this idea of we're the exception to the rule is either so either that belief fuels Hollywood or Hollywood's depiction of like the most ridiculous things happening and people getting away with it fuels the one or the other but there and the more money you have the more power you because if i was a billionaire i probably could feel like i yeah like you never meet in like movies criminals are always depicted as the most egotist people because they're above the law so it feeds money power fame all right i think we're out of time yeah out of time and out of probably different points that we've made yeah hey shout out to my brother-in-law that was on here jason his birthday was this week i'm going to have a birthday dinner with him so happy birthday happy birthday jason Happy birthday. Until next time, y'all behave yourselves. Paul. Thanks for joining us on another episode of TNJ. Don't forget to check out the links to any of our guests in the show description. And check out tattoosandjesus.org for additional show information or to submit your questions, comments, or curse words.